drive, gets inside, leans in, knocked away, it's stolen by Holiday. Now up for the layup, oh, blocked by James. To Curry, way down top, bang, bang. the Tiger. This time I'm sick. Zion's gonna want out soon. Here's the thing, I don't think the front office of that organization, of that New Orleans organization, knows what the heck they're doing. What can I say? Mamba out. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Josh Phoenix, and today we got a lot to talk about. Now, I'm going to do something a little different. I'm not going to talk about NBA 2K24 or anything 2 k I'm going to save that for tomorrow for... Saturday because I am very very intrigued by this by what's going on 2k but because schedules have come out because we have an update on the Damian Lord situation because James Harden keeps giving his uh two cents on everything I want to talk about that I want to talk about the NBA schedule we got some small signings I want to get to I want to get to some Maverick news. I just want to get to some injuries, stuff like that. Um, just have a really chill podcast. I just want to go over the NBA schedule. It's not too extensive, but just getting for everything, just understanding everything. So this way, when we look at these schedules and everything keeps coming out and all this news coming out, at least we have a better idea. Plus, I'm pretty excited for NBA to start. I'm going to get to social media. I'm going to get to all my normal stuff that I say. But I'm excited for September 8th. That is when NBA 2K24 comes out. The preseason starts October 4th, for anyone that cares. Then the regular season. Yes, the regular season. That starts October 24th. Do you know how amazing that's going to be? I'm just telling you guys what. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for NBA. Like, I was looking at some of the stuff that I was posting and just how long ago that was, especially for the finals between the Miami Heat and Denver Nuggets. Man, that was three months ago. That was months ago. And to me, that's a long time about basketball, especially when you get past the draft. The draft, that seems like that seems like eons ago. When you go for all the signings and all the crazy trades and just stuff like that, that was a long time ago too. Now we're just in this dead period waiting for 2K to come out. And I don't even know if I'm going to buy it. Like I'm going to buy it, but I don't know how much I'm going to enjoy it. And that may sound weird, I'm going to talk about 2K for a little bit, but from what I'm hearing, from what I'm seeing, like I'm excited for pro play, but my team turned me off in 2K23. Um, it just, it's just not the same. The new stuff coming out about the season passes, I'm not going to purchase that. That just seems like a cash grab to me. At least make it free to play, in my opinion. Like, even my career's getting a little too pricey, and the storyline wasn't really that good. Like, it could have been, but it just flopped. They went for all those stupid quests. Like, I'm in it for, like, the Jordan Mamba challenges. I'm in it for my career. I'm in it for franchise mode. And there's a lot of redeemable stuff coming out of 2K24, but there's also a lot of, like, downgradable stuff. So there's positives, and there's negatives. I'm going to get to that tomorrow, Saturday, but... I don't know, like, I'm excited for 2K to come out with all the realism, how realistic it's going to be, but I don't know, man. It's just, at some point, it's just getting really expensive, and it's just getting really annoying. Like, I'm going to go over all this stuff, but I swear, if we do not have a playable my career, all I want is an NBA 2K21 my career. NBA two NBA two K twenty my career. I would love to go back to where I could play high school, and I have the opportunity. I have the choice to either go the G League route or the college route. 
Like, bro, that would be so cool. Man. I would love to have to have that opportunity again. And, I don't know. There's a bunch of stuff that I like to say. A bunch of stuff that I would want to go in detail about. And I wish I would just swip, swap the two days. But, just how everything worked out. And, just all news. I'm going to keep 2K for tomorrow. But, man... I don't know. Like, a lot of people are torn about this game. I'm excited. What you guys are hearing from me now is not criticism. Like, oh, I'm not just trying to be this negative person. I'm always trying to be, like, pessimistic person. I'm trying to remain optimistic. I really am. You're not going to hear all the negative stuff. You're not going to hear even all the positive stuff. You're not going to hear my true assessment until late November. I'm sorry, late September, early October. Why? Because there's all those emotions of getting this new game and you don't want to be too critical of it beforehand because we, we only know of what Mike Wang is saying or what all these other guys are saying, what they're putting their input in, or how it is. We just don't know. We, we're seeing limited gameplay. We're seeing limited trailers. We're seeing limited scenes. I want to see the WNBA feature. I want to see the NBA feature. I want to see my career. I want to see the Mamba challenges. Like, there's just certain things I want to see, and I'm not going to judge it harshly now, but I'm not going to say, don't buy 2K or buy 2K. I'm not going to say it's the worst game ever, this greatest game ever. I'm just assessing what I have now, and then I'm going to have my complete assessment in early October. But for what I have right now, I'm still up in arms because I'm still trying to recover from NBA 2K23 because that traumatized me. It was just downright horrendous. Besides my errors, my errors are so cool. I hope they keep that. I don't think they're getting rid of it. I just, I love that so much. It was one of the coolest things ever. And I like those realistic type video games. I really do. So I'm excited for Pro Play. I love my eras. I'm just excited for this game. I am. Like hesitant, critical, maybe. Maybe a little down on it. But I'm I'm just hoping it doesn't turn out to be NBA 2K23. But I've seen videos side by side of like move, movements, shooting, dribbling, all that stuff of, like, Stephen Curry, Nikhil Jokic, different things like that, comparing it for my 2K23, 2K24. I think the guy's name is Joey2K. He was doing the side-by-side stuff. So that's where I'm at with 2K. I'll have a lot more going into that tomorrow. So that's just as a side note. But without further ado... Let's just jump right into today's podcast episode. I got a lot of stuff I want to talk about in the real world, in the real NBA. Because we're getting there. October is going to come by fast. October is going to come by fast. We're going to have August. August is almost over. Then we have September. I just want to make it September 8th. Then we have October. So, it's already become realer with the schedule. We're getting there. Like, we're ramping it up. Like, we're ramping it up. So, I want to talk about this. I'm excited. I'm, I just want the months to go on as just to roll by from a pure basketball enthusiast. As someone who's going to be watching all the games this season. Just for those months to roll by. Just so I can enjoy more basketball. Especially my Phoenix Suns. That said, you know where you can find me on social media and also courtsheat.com. Do not forget courtsheat.com. That's where you can find all the things relating to 2K, to the NBA, in detailed articles or in less than 100, 200 word articles. Like it's the beauty of small, medium, and long form content. We have everything for everyone. It is beautiful. Um, Courtsheat.com. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, but I'm very active on Twitter. Both of my accounts, Courts of Heat, then Joshua Unix 13. My main main accounts always, my main social media platform is always going to be Twitter. It's faster Twitter or, I'm sorry, X. 
X is becoming known as the center of everything. I love it there. Instagram, I can care less for, right? I get it. It's just something that I've been trying to work out. But look, I just like Twitter more. I get it. I may be in the major. I may be in the minority, but it's just how I feel right now. Same goes with Facebook. No disrespect to y'all that use Facebook, but Twitter right now is just best for me, and that's where we're all connected right now. So that's where you guys can find me. Remember Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, CourtesyHeat.com. Or if you just want to do a quick Google search of Courtesy Heat, that is also, um, I guess, good. But at that point, just put .com so you just go so you're not just scrolling for everything. You guys do know where the podcast at. Heck, that's how you're listening to it. Whether it's on Twitter, SoundCloud, Apple, Facebook, Google, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, um, everywhere else. Like I have no idea, but it's everywhere. It's legit everywhere. So, guys, I would absolutely recommend you guys go check out the website and everything else like that. Oh, boy. You guys ready? Let's just jump right into this, baby. Let's just jump right into it. So, I want to start off with some of the signings. Small signings. Nothing major. Uh, Frank Tank Kaminsky, former Phoenix Suns player, former Atlanta Hawks player. A lot of, he's played on a lot of teams. He has signed with the Parzin BC in Siberia. Serbia. Serbia. Yeah, Serbia. On a one-year deal. I'm sorry. I'm just a very idiotic person at times. Like, don't mind me if I can't pronounce things. That's just my life. But he's going overseas. He signed a one-year deal. That actually hurts me a bit because I always like Frank the Tank. I get it that his value on a team is nothing more than being a bench player. But he was my bench player when he was with the Phoenix Suns. And Frank the Tank, whoa, hold on. And Frank the Tank McMinsky was not bad. I remember when he dropped 30 in a Phoenix Suns uniform. Now, I don't remember him much as a Charlotte Hornet, but remember, this dude was a former lottery pick out of 2015 in 2015's draft class. I don't know if you guys remember that or not. But he played for the Houston Rockets and the Atlanta Hawks last season. Phoenix Suns for three seasons. Of course, Charlotte for first four seasons. Look, he's not bad when he gets the opportunity to play. He's, not, he's actually not that bad. Give him 20 minutes, he'll give you 10, 4, 1. Can't ask nothing more than that, right? Especially from, uh, for the Suns back then, a role player. Or a bench player, right? Made pretty decent money in the NBA. But he's going to go overseas. He's going to be in Serbia. He's going to be playing for Partizan BC. However, I heard much about him. Or about the, about the team, club, whatever. But, they're going to have my boy, um, Frank the Tank. Oh, boy. Uh, I can't pronounce all of these names. Never mind. I was looking at this team. They compete in the ABA League, the Euro League. Right? So, yeah, that's where we're at. So, yeah, he's playing the Euro League. And... They've only won one Euro title, Euro League title. That was back in 1992. Okay, pretty cool, pretty cool, pretty cool. No disrespect there, pretty cool. So Frank Tanga signed a one-year deal. Another guy signing a one-year deal is the New York Knicks. Jericho Sims. They're they're expected to fully guarantee Jericho Sims $1.93 million contract for the upcoming season. See, Jericho Sims, for less than $2 million, that's not bad. He's not a bad player. He's only 24. Remember, this guy was one of the last picks in the 2021 NBA draft. I think he's just lucky enough to be getting quality minutes, be in a lot of games, and make at least a million to two million. Like, that's pretty nice. Jericho Sims is only entering his third season. He's played 93 games, averaged almost 15 minutes, uh, three, 
three points, four rebounds, and half assist. That is not bad. That's not bad at all. And that was and that was confirmed by Hoop Style. Or I'm sorry, Hoops Hype. So not bad. Like both Sonics are not bad. I can't really complain about either war, right? But that's just where we're at at the time being. So, Nerd Knicks, fully guaranteed Jericho Sims, 1.93 million salary for next season. And Frank Tank Kaminsky has signed with um, an overseas team on a one year deal. I gave more good news. If you are a Boston Celtics fan or a friend uh, a fan of Kristaps Porzingis, this is for you. If you hate the Celtics or hate him, I would just skip the path next minute, right? But my boy Kristaps Porzingis is expected to return for training camp after sustaining a right foot injury that will take him four to six weeks to rehab. The Boston Celtics have said uh, publicly that they, they, they have no fear in this. Sure, he can't play in the World Cup. Who cares? They're going to get him back for training camp. It's not the biggest injury he's ever had. It's not the biggest setback he's ever encountered in his professional career. So they're not too concerned about it. They're going to let him rehab. They're going to let him rest up, recover, get rejuvenated. Stinks that he can't play in the World Cup. However, looking at the bigger picture, especially if in the eyes of Brad Stevens, Joe Mazzulla, all of those guys, and then surrounding players. Look, you're happy to have him back by training camp, and he'll be good to go. And, yeah, I'm excited. Real quick, I don't know if I ever said this publicly. I'm pretty sure I have. But the Boston Celtics, for all their downfalls, I'm not going to say downfalls because they still almost ride back from being down um, 0-3 in the conference finals, right? I'm not going to, I'm not, so I'm not going to say that it was a failure, failure. It's not at all. That's not all I'm saying. All I'm saying is that they improved their team. Now they got rid of Marcus Smart, but, and I'm going to get to that in a bit, but they improved themselves because, hey, they made the addition of Chris Osporzingis. They signed Jalen Brown to a humongous contract for four million deal. You take that for a guy that can't play with his left hand, can't dribble very well, turnover prone, especially in the postseason, and what, getting up like 18 points in the postseason? I don't know how that one's going to be, but this is just a new market. I love JB, love JT, love all these guys. I, I want them to secure the money. want them. But a part of me is like, whoa, even that's a little too high. Anyways, they have, they have a starting line of Derek White, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Chris Oswald saying is Al Horford. But I have no idea if Payne Pritchard stay on his team or not. He wants out. I don't think the Celtics care. He's pretty much a bum. I don't mean that to be disrespectful or anything. And I know it came off as disrespect. But look, him requesting a trade is not the same as Derek White requesting a trade. Right? Or Malcolm Brogdon requesting a trade. I'm just saying, if we're going to keep it, like, in the family of the Celtics and who's on this team right now, especially in the point guard uh, category, right? I'm I'm not trying to be that person. But you get where I'm driving at. You get where I'm going, right? But that's where we're at right now. That's where we're at right now. And to me, the Celtics could be a top five team betting odds. Favoring them to win a championship. They were there two two finals ago. They could have been there. They just choked in game seven. Got blown out. Jason Tanner rolled his ankle. But all excuses aside. Would have been able to beat the Nuggets. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? We'll never know. But I think the Nuggets will be right back in the conference finals. Finals. Who knows? Not going to talk about that a lot right now. But... As things go, I could see him being back in there. But that's just way too early. Way too early. On Monday, 
just give you guys a sneak peek on a Monday's topic. We're going to be breaking down each team, what I think their record's going to be. And I'm, I'm going to start to test the waters of who can win rookie of the year, coach of the year, uh, most approved player. I'm going to have a really detailed podcast episodes uh, from Monday and Tuesday. Just covering that. Just covering that. Going full simplistic on the idea, but just going full depth, detailed to the ends of the earth on all teams, on all the teams, trying to see where they're going to be at, the records, how players are going to do. And we're, we're going to go for all the awards. We're going to go for the playoffs. And it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that. So that's going to be our Monday and Tuesday. So we're going to have today, schedule, tomorrow, NBA 2K. Then Monday and Tuesday, be ready to have some knowledge shoved down your throat. Like a lot of information, a lot of words, a whole lot of words. But that's where we're going to be at. That's where we're going to be at. So that's where I have Chris Alperzingis. That's where I have Jericho Sims. That's where I have Frank the Tank. Now, I want to talk about Josh Green real quick. Then we'll get the James Harden and Damian Lillard to close up breaking news around the league. But I want to get to Josh Green real quick. So, Josh Green is very, very hopeful for a contract extension with the Dallas Mavericks. Um, as a side note, Green is eligible for a rookie scale extension until the end of the NBA offseason in late October. Key date. If, if no extension is reached, Dallas can make Green a restricted free agent in the summer of 2024. I wouldn't see why Josh Green wouldn't get extended or why Josh Green would be moved off of Dallas. Because this is a guy who's coming off a career year, a career season back in 22-23, who played 60 games, averaged 25 minutes, got 9 points, 3 rebounds, and almost 2 assists. That's not bad. Uh, that's not bad at all. And maybe they will give him the contract. I don't know how much money that'll be. Like I'm, I'm trying to see right now, but that's down the that's down the line. He's right now focusing on the World Cup, right? And so he's he's trying to primarily focus on his involvement with the Australian national team. Right, the upcoming World Cup. But he also wants to touch on his NBA contract. I want to blame the 22-year-old. He wants to know. He said, quote, I hope it happens. I want to be in Dallas. I love Dallas. I love the fan base. I love the guys. To think I could be in Dallas long-term would be amazing. End quote. Remember, he's a former um, 18th overall pick in the 2020 NBA draft. He's been a good role player. For the Mavs as a rookie, he saw his time go up. Look, he's been an important, pretty solid rotation player. So he's definitely, definitely a, a key piece for Dallas. Because you got to remember, Dallas reported resisted trade interest in Josh Green earlier in December. And he's going to be a key piece in their lineup in the coming season. And look, let's just be honest. He, this wing player is going to have a lot more minutes. He's going to have a lot more time because there's no more Frank Nikini. Oh my. Okay, Frank. I can't pronounce her last name. Sorry, dude. Uh, Justin Holiday and Reggie Bullock. Those guys are gone. I would also see Jane Hardy. If you want to throw another guy who's going to get some additions, addition, additional minutes. But focusing on Green, Green will probably get the contract. Green will probably get the spot. They could be like, you know what? We're not going to give you the contract now. We want to see how you are as a deep rotation player, a deeper key piece. We just want to see how you function with this lineup. So we'll make you a restricted agent. Then we'll pay. We just got to see how it goes. So that could be something. That could be something. And I'm looking up a rookie scale contract right now. How much that would be? Because I'm, I'm not too sure. How much is that? Like, 
Yeah. Look, 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 work scale. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like it's there. It's just, it's just scale and it's contract to add another gear. I don't know, like a million. I don't know. So something along those lines. But we all know where this is heading. I think he's a key piece. I like Josh Green. I do. He's providing his services. He's he's useful. He's useful to the team. So I have no problems in Josh Green getting a contract extension because he's turning to a viable wing player. He's turning into a reliable wing player. He's turning to the type of guy you want to have coming off the bench or even starting a few games. And you best believe that the Mavericks need some help at the wing position. And he could be a solidifying player. He can be. So, I think Josh Green is going to be having some success. October, you're going to have some time. Like, time is on your side. Right, so, no need to stress there. I don't think anything's going to immediately happen, like, as of tomorrow next week. Could be wrong. Don't think so. But, I think Josh Green is going to get that contract. Now, Josh Green is probably going to get what he wants. Same can't be said for Damian Lord. The amount I hate I have for the Portland Trailblazers, owners, management, is beyond what you guys can even fathom. Love the players. Love the fans. I'm not putting them in that light. I'm not saying that I hate them. I love them. I'm just talking about ownership. Talk about management. Look, it's not like we're having a Kevin Durant, James Harden, or any of those other guys' situations. It's not like we're having like a guy where he just wants repeatedly out, where he just is always creating disturbance. I don't think we can say that here in this case. I don't think we can say it about Damian Lord. Right? I don't think we can say it about Damian Lord. Am I wrong? No. Like, time out. Time out real quick. Time out, people. I don't know why people are agreeing with this organization. Normally, I'm not always for the part. Normally, I'm for the organization. But... He's 33 years old. He has been with y'all since 2012-13. That is... Um, 11 seasons. He's going into his 12th season with y'all. You guys just can't cut him a break. Like, you guys just can't come catch him a break. Because you gotta remember, this is the same team that was like, Oh, wait, time out. No, 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 don't leave. We're a rebuilding team, but we're gonna be in the playoffs. We're gonna be this, we're gonna be that. All you did was sign Jeremy Grant to a large contract. And I love Jeremy Grant. I advocated for him, especially when he was on the Detroit Pistons. But for the love of all things good, this team has been a dumpster fire. It's been a dumpster fire. They've given him no substantial help. Outside of players like Jeremy Grant, C.J. McCollum, Robert Co Covington, other guys like that, Damian Lillard has not had a lot of teammates around here. Like, let's just look at his teammates list. Yeah. Okay. Let's look at all the players he's played with. Oh, boy. This is not a good start when Myers Leonard comes up. Or Mo Harkless. Or Nick Bottom. LaMarcus Aldridge. LaMarcus Aldridge was solid. But outside of LaMarcus... CJ and Jeremy. Who else has he played for? Will Barn? Mason Plumley? Mello? Come on. That no 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 no. That's but that's not prime Mello. Seth Curry? It's not Stephen Curry. Seth Curry's still very good, but come on. It's not gonna be championship worthy. That ain't championship worthy. It just ain't. Like how long did you think the run with CJ was going to be? You traded CJ. Damien did not want that. 
Now, I get that you're having some young guys, like in Shade and Sharp. But come on. The man just wants to win the title. He just wants to be in the postseason. He wants to be in the playoffs. And I'm pretty sure he respects players, loves players, loves Coach Dyer, loves Chauncey Billups. Ownership, I think it could just kick a rock, but I find it very discouraging when I read a report saying the Portland Trailblazers still continue to show no interest at all Engaging with the Miami Hill on Damian Lillard trade. Come on. This is a little disrespectful. You had a little guy who stuck through dark times and high times. You have a guy that's never complained. Always contemplated his future, but always showed up. And you're like, what about the lack of games? He's been injured. Leave the man alone. Leave the man alone. Leave my guy alone. Look. Just do right and trade him. You did it for CJ when you felt no worth. I know Damian Lillard's a better player, but come on. Come on. You could get a lot of younger assets back. You could have a lot of younger assets back. You can have kill Jovic back. You would get you get their draft picks. Whatever you want. Tyre Hero is even put in the conversation. I don't know why they're holding on to Damian Lord so tight. Just let the man be free. Damian Lord's always been loyal. He's never caused an uprising. He's never been a, a just a pest. He's never been that foreign in their side. He's done all the right things. He said all the right things. He's defended this franchise on numerous occasions. Beyond what I could count. It's just really sad when you see an ownership that's saying, you know what, we don't care about you. We're still going to control you. We're going to make about the money. We don't care about your feelings. We don't care how you feel or what you want to do. You'll never win it. Damian Lillard would never win a championship in Portland. He'll never even make the postseason. He'll never even make it to the conference finals. And that's a darn shame. When was the last time the Trailblazers were in the postseason? Last, I think it was when Seth Curry and Stephen Curry faced off. Going back years. Last time the Trailblazers were in the playoffs. Huh. 2021, when they lost in the Western Conference first round. Really? Last time, the Trailblazers won a playoff series. In 2019, when they beat the Denver Nuggets in the Western Conference semifinals. They haven't been to the finals since 1992. <laughs> Oh, you know how sad that is. It's just sad. It's it's really is pathetic. I feel bad for Damian Lillard. Like in the past ten seasons, they've only made the postseason eight times. They only have four playoff series wins. You know how pathetic that is. I I don't know. Maybe it's just me. How doubtful. But Damien Lillard. Like come on. Like the dude. is just trying to win. He's just trying to win. I just don't know why they're not trained Damien Lillard. At this point. I just. I, I, I would just trade him. Because now you're going to get to a point where you're saying. Okay, we're gonna use his loyal we're gonna use his loyalty against him. We're gonna take advantage of that. That's what they've been doing for the past five seasons now. I think that's fair to say. They're gonna make him play, he'll go play, he'll get hurt, they're gonna evaluate. What also doesn't help Damian Lord is this huge contract. 
His huge contract does not help. Like, what is it? Like a two-year, $102 million? Like, what is it? He's making, he's making um, 45 this year. And then player exercised, which means he can make another $48 million. He has a player option. But at this point, if I'm Damian Lillard, I would just say, you know what? The mess of all y'all, I do not care. I'll get paid $45 million. It is what it is. And then I'll just decline my player option. And then it's over. He's an unrestricted free agent in 2025. It's over. It's over. It just is what it is. So sad, man. And he'll be so good on the Miami Heat. Him with Jimmy Buckets. If Hero stays, Kyle Lowry can go. I could care less for him. Sorry, but you're way past your prime. Love him. Love him when he won the championship back in 2019 with Pascal Siakam. Um, Fred Van Vliet, Kawhi Leonard, um, Sergi Baca. Did I say him? I have no idea. Uh, but anyways, look, I I think they just need to trade him because he's gonna become disgruntled, or he's just gonna be there. They're not gonna see. They should get rid of him before training camp. They should get rid of him very soon. Why? They should get rid of him before October 24th. Why? A, the money. But B, if you can get all those young assets, why not? You're not in title contention right now, so flip them from young assets for some draft picks. Get the capital, get the assets, and say, you know what? We're going to rock with him. We're going to rock with all those young assets. We're going to rock with them. Have Shade and Sharp. Have all those guys. Jeremy Grant. Great, boom, bada, bang. Nerfish is going to be there, right? Next thing you know is you flip Damian Lillard, you got all the young pieces, and now you have something for Chauncey Billups to work off of. You give Chauncey another two to three years, and then boom, bada, bang, you can have tremendous success. Now, I get there's a little more that goes into it, but just skimming the waters, just hypothetically speaking, trying to have like this dreamland, this dream world. I think we need to understand the bigger picture. You can't let him walk for nothing. You trade him. 2025, he's going to be an unrestricted free agent. I would just trade him. Get over with. Say thank you for your contributions. Thank you for sticking around in our crappy organization. And just move the heck along. Honestly, that's that's my mindset. That's where I'm at right now. Look, both sides. Damian Lord's done. I'm pretty sure the Portland Trailblazers are done. They just can't give them up for nothing. They're going to play hardball. And Damian Lord's like, okay, we'll just play this out, I guess. Which is great patience and respect shown by... My boy Dame. Just I'm just being honest. Just sad pathetic after a while. That's also kind of petty, but whatever. That's all we really have on the Damian Lillard trade situation. I, I would like to say, oh, it's gonna get better for Damian Lillard. I have no idea if it is or isn't. It's just very neutral right now. It's just very neutral right now. Like, um, um, I, I, I really don't know what to say besides it's a standstill until the Trailblazers finally decide to cut ties. Dave Miller has really no leverage. Really no leverage. As much as I hate to say it, he just doesn't. And you guys, finally, for breaking news around the league this segment before we jump into topic of the day reviewing the 23-24 NBA schedule we have James Harden this is something you weren't expecting here today James Harden has interest in playing in China 
No, not because he's a bum. No, not because he's listened to Kendrick Perkins because for whatever reason, I think it was him that said, oh, he'll be on in a few years. Someone said that. That dude's an idiot. I swear. James Harden was on half a hammy, half a hamstring, still balled out, still understanding his role, still being a two-way player. But no, 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 no. He can't be a combo guard. I forgot. He has to have his prime taken advantage of. You like, you remember when he was in his prime and he was dropping 60-point performances, 50-point performances like it was nothing? Oh, I forgot. We forgot about all of that. Right when he was having like these monumental runs each season as a Houston Rocket. People took that for granted. But my man's a combo guard. They still have, my man's a double double machine. They still hate him. I'm not the biggest James Harden fan. I'm really not. But y'all need to pump the brakes. But it's actually pretty cool that he wants to play in China because he said that the love is there is crazy. And he would like to pay it back to them. So, in the future, he never said when, but probably after his NBA career, that he does have interest in playing in China. He said he does. He says that he might play in China at some point in the future due to how much love he gets in China. Plus, he feels as though the fans deserve it as well. He wants to repay some of the love he has got from the Chinese people and play for them in their home country. Quote, every time I come here, the love is just like, it's crazy. You know what I mean? So I feel like they deserve to actually see me come play here. Love is always crazy here. End quote. Um, look, there's many players taking their talents to like Taiwan, to the Euro Leagues. I don't know, like the China. Right. So you have that, but I think it would be pretty cool to see James Harden in China. I don't know. I would tune in, but if he's if he's being honest about it, like saying, "Hey, I want to give back to the fans that have shown me a crazy amount of love, who has been sold out my signature wine, why not?" See, so Harden's cons- so Harden has considered something more positive and impactful, which is intriguing to me. So interesting tidbit. I think if Hart won to play in the NBA, he could. That that's without that's without doubt. Like he's not being forced to play in China. He's just saying that he has an interest in China because of the love and he wants to repay some of that love. Which is pretty cool. He's James Hart. Doesn't have to play. If he wants to be forty five playing in the NBA, he could. Or if he wants to be forty five playing in China, he could. It's as simple as that, people. It's as simple as that. But I don't think you guys are gonna be reading the hell on today and be like Huh, James Harden has interest in playing in China. Harden to China. Or me even talking about this right now. But guys, that's just where we're at. I really have nothing else to say. And I don't think it's due to the situation going on between him, Daryl Moore, and the 76ers. I just think he really wants to play in China. I think it's just really that. And there's nothing wrong with that. So that's where we'll be at. So, with that being said, guys, this is all I got for breaking news around the league. Now, I want to hop straight into topic of the day, baby. Reviewing the 2023-2024 NBA schedule. Man, oh man, where do we where do we start? Like, where do we start? Very, I'm actually very excited about this. And I, w- I want to get to one of my first tweets. I'm done. Let's go up. So, I, I it hurts. It kind of hurts me a little bit that the Phoenix Suns are not going to be having their opening game, their opening season game in Phoenix. But I'll be tuning in because the Phoenix Suns are opening their season against the Golden State Warriors on October 24th at 7 p.m. I swear this universe I will be there watching that game I don't care if I'm near death and I'm taking my final breaths I will be tuning in for tip off so Chris Paul won't have to wait long 
to take on his former team. And Kevin Durant will not be having to wait long to go back to the Bay, even though it's been like three years now. But whatever, three, four years, whatever. Open a night, baby, in the Bay. And San Fran, boy, oh boy. Chris Paul taking on his former team. Kevin Durant taking on his former team. Devin Booker and Clay Thompson may still have some of that beef. I know it got shot down. I know they hashed it out. But, boy, those storylines are going to be fun. Devin Booker's about to be woken back up. This team, Brad Bill gets to make his debut. A lot of the players get to make their debut on the Phoenix Suns. Phoenix Suns. So that's going to be pretty cool. The Toronto Raptors and the Minnesota Timberwolves will be opening their seeds against each other on October 25th. Do not miss that. The Los Angeles Lakers will be taking on the defending champs on opening night, October 24th. A rematch of their 2023 Puffs series where LeBron James uh, said he probably was going to retire just to make it all about himself again where they got swept. So, hooray. The Boston Celtics will be opening their season against the New York Knicks on October 25th. The Sacramento Kings will be opening their season against the Golden State Warriors on October 27th. Again, another playoff rematch. Then, guys, I want to talk to you guys about some of the other schedules. But first, the Phoenix Suns' first home game won't be until October 28th where they'll be taking on the Utah Jazz. They'll be playing, I believe, the Los Angeles Lakers on the 26th. So we'll go 24th, 26th, 28th. So three games in, then we can finally go see them at home. Um, you good? So I want to go for all these games real quick. Uh, uh, I'm just going to go for all of them. Real quick, just going to because why not? October 24th, Lakers Nuggets, Suns Warriors. October 25th, Celtics Knicks, uh, Mavericks, Mavericks Spurs, right? Campaign gets to make his debut. Victor Wemiyama makes his debut, but more importantly, Victor Wemiyama. Sorry, Campaign, I love you, but uh, Victor Wemiyama is the franchise guy. 76ers taking on the Bucks. Suns taking on the Lakers. That was the first day, October 26th. What's with the Suns having all the late games? Put them on some prime time. I'm telling y'all what. Then, uh, uh, Friday. Yes, October 27th. Do not miss that. Miami Heat versus Boston Celtics. The Warriors versus Kings. October 28th. Knicks versus the Pelicans. And Jazz versus the Suns. So, you guys won't be seeing the Pelicans or Jazz making their opening season debut until the 28th. Heat, 27th. Kings, 27th. 76ers, 26th. And Mavericks, 25th. Spurs, 25th. Lakers, 20. No, I'm sorry. 24th. So, you guys know where we're at on that. Then, guys, we have... Ooh, Christmas Day. You guys know how much I love my Christmas Day games. You guys know Monday, December 25th, because y'all begin that extended break, that extended weekend. For most people, yo, work week. I know school's already out, but bro, the work week, you got Friday to Monday or Saturday to Monday. Whatever you got, this will be got. But boys... And ladies, if if you guys are listening to my podcast, um, we have Christmas Day games, 12 p.m. East Coast time. Bucks Knicks, then Warriors Nuggets, then Celtics Lakers, then 76ers Heat, then Mavericks Suns rivalry baby Luka Doncic versus Devin Booker. We got the heat. We got the smoke going on. We have the rivalry. The tensions are all Christmas Day. Oh, buddy. It's going to be a hot one in Phoenix. I don't know why it has to be 10.30 p.m. East Coast time. I don't know why it just can't be earlier. Because nobody's going to be staying up till 12, 1 in the morning. Nobody. There's going to be people, but I might have like a 
five or eight. Eight is more reasonable, but 10.30, come on. But these are all games on ESPN. Oh, man. You want to talk about some bad blood. Some bad blood's going to be the Celtics-Lakers. Their historic rivalry. Magic and Bird, baby. Magic and Bird. Remember those names. Woo. KG, Kobe. Oh, good God. <laughs> oh, brother. That's going to be fun. We're going to have some intensity. That's going to be fun. Christmas Day is going to be fun. The Martin Luther King Jr. Day. MLK Day. Do not miss it, guys. Do not miss it. TNT will be presenting a doubleheader. And NBA TV will also be having two games on MLK Day. Monday, January 15th. 1 p.m., Rocket 76ers. 3.30 p.m., Spurs, Hawks. Uh... 6 p.m., Warriors, Grizzlies. And then 10.30 p.m., OKC Thunder and the Los Angeles Lakers. You best believe I'm tuning in for all these games. You best believe it, guys. And do not forget NBA Rivals Week. Guys, NBA Rivals Week. For the second annual NBA's Rival Week. This is so, so cool. This is for the classic and up-and-coming rivalries between teams and players. And this will take center stage for the, for the second time in NBA history. These games, these rivalries will be focused, will be the focus of all 11 nationally televised games across four networks over five games from January 23rd to 27th. Starting Tuesday, January 23rd, we have the Knicks and Nets, and then the Lakers and Clippers. Some hometown teams, some in-state team rivalries. We're doing it up big. Thunder versus Spurs, January 24th, along with the Suns and the Mavericks. I'll be tuning in for that one. This is such a good rivalry. Then we have the Spurs and the Heat. And, I'm sorry, the Celtics in the Heat and the Kings and the Warriors. Thursday, January 25th. Friday, January 26th. Mavericks taking on the Hawks. Trailblazers taking on the Spurs. Then we have... Um, then we have the Heat taking on the Knicks. 76ers taking on... The Nuggets and the Lakers take on the Warriors Saturday, July, or J January 27th. Also, take note, y'all, that during NBA Rivals Week, it will be Scoot Henderson versus Victor Wembenyama. Do not, do not miss that, guys. That is going to be some straight-up fun. That's going to be some straight-up fun. I'm telling y'all what. That's going to be some straight-up fun. From the in-state rivalries to the bloodbath playoff rivalries, uh, to, to Scoot Henderson versus Victor Wamiyama. That's going to be pretty fun. That is going to be pretty, pretty fun. Real quick, guys. For the second consecutive season, no NBA games have been scheduled for Election Day, uh, Tuesday, November 7th. Um, again, can't stress how important it is to participate and vote on election day. So makes sense why the NBA is not scheduling any games. This way everyone involved in the NBA are able to take that day and go vote. Such a very important day. Such a very crucial day. So props to the NBA for having a, six, a second consecutive season of no NBA games. Again, it's Tuesday, November 7th. Have that on your calendar. No NBA games. But y'all should be there voting. Remember, final games uh, of the regular season, final day of the regular season is Sunday, April 14th. Right? So that is where we're at with that. NBA Global Games. Um, as previously announced, especially on courtsy.com, the 
NBA Mexico City game of 2023 will be first November 9th between the Atlanta Hawks and Orlando Magic. The Brooklyn Nets will be taking on the Cleveland Cavaliers in the NBA Paris game of 2024 on Thursday, January 11th. The NBA in-season tournament. The group play games for all, NBA, for all 30 NBA teams will take place on Tuesdays and Fridays in November with TNT, ESPN, NBA TV combining to televise those six Eighteen games. Eight teams will eight teams will advance to knockout rounds, which consists of single elimination games in the quarterfinals Monday, December fourth, and Tuesday, December fifth. Semifinals Thursday, December seventh, and championship games Saturday, December 9th. The national broadcast schedule for the knockout rounds will be announced at a later date, per the National Basketball Association. Oh, I want to get to some cool things. I want to get some cool things, too. The top two picks in the NBA and from the 2023 NBA draft, Victor Wambiyama and Brandon Miller are scheduled to meet the fir- for the first time in the regular season when San Antonio hosts Charlotte on Friday, January 12th. That is 10 p.m. Eastern. But y'all tune into that. Then, don't forget this. The first nationally televised matchup between the twin brothers and NBA rookies, Ahmed Thompson and Azir Thompson. The fourth and fifth picks in the 2023 NBA draft will be happening also on January 12th. So sibling rivalry, twin rivalry, that's going to be cool. That's going to be cool to see. I'm excited. I am really excited about that. Then, Marcus Smart, who spent nine seasons with the Celtics, who gave his life to the Boston Celtics, and they got traded to the Grizzlies. Nice with the Grizzlies with John Moran, Jaron Jackson Jr., Desmond Bain, all of those great talented guys. He'll be playing his first game in Boston, in Madison Square Garden, in the Mecca, on Sunday, February 4th. Oh, wait, hold on. Hold on. T- time out, time out, time out. Hold on. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Sunday, February 11th. I was thinking of a Super Bowl. Never mind. This is very, very cool. But then also, the first national television matchup between the top two picks in the 2022 NBA draft. Um... Former Rookie of the Year, Pablo Banchero, and former second overall pick, Chad Holmgren, is set for Tuesday, February 13th in Orlando on TNT, 7.30 p.m. East Coast time. Remember, Chad Holmgren was injured for the entire year. He didn't even play a game. Still a rookie, so you have the rookie effect, but that would be their first ever matchup, first ever encounter. So pretty, pretty cool. Trying to make sure I didn't miss anything else. Um, uh, I don't think so. This is where we're pretty much at. Um, trying to see if I missed anything. I don't think so. Um, no. So that is... Where we are at right now, I'm going to pull up the NBA schedule. Just want to check that out, give you guys all of that good, good uh, stuff. Also, real quick, Victor Wamiyama and the San Antonio Spurs will have 19 nationally televised games this season. They only had four games last season. So when people call this the Wemby effect, this truly is the Wemby effect. Um, The Warriors, Lakers, and Suns are... The top three teams to have the most telev- uh, nationally televised games. Real quick. The 2023-24 season calendar. October 24th. Regular season begins. November 3rd, December 9th. In-season tournament. February 16th to 18th. All-Star 2024. Um, 
April 14th, regular season ends. April 16th, the 19th, playing tournament, playing tournament begins and ends. April 20th, playoffs begin. June 6th, finals game one. That is going to be so epic, man. I am so ecstatic. So, that is where we are at. This is where we are at. Guys, I'm, I'm just hyped about this. I really, really am. And I'm not saying that to say, because rarely do I get hyped about certain things, but especially when it comes to schedules, but I'm excited to see this draft class action. I'm excited to see the rivalries, the intense rivalries, the growing rivalries, the classic rivalries. Like, guys, this is going to be fun. This is going to be very, uh, very fun. Um, I'm just trying to see something, just to see if I get something a little more accurate. Televised games. Just trying to see something. Yeah. Um, the Warriors we have or um, I'm sorry. Yeah, the Warriors have 41 nationally televised games this season. The most in the league. Steph Curry has been the NBA's biggest draw for the last eight years. Uh, so that is pretty, pretty cool. That is actually pretty, pretty cool. The Suns will have 37 national televised games. That's nearly half of their schedule, which is pretty cool. The third most in the NBA behind Golden State's 41 and the Lakers' 40. Oh, man, that's going to be cool, man. That's going to be cool. The Denver Nuggets have nine, uh, had 28 nationally televised games last season, They'll be having 30 nationally televised games this season. Pretty, pretty interesting. Um, the match get one televised game. Hmm. See, so yeah, on. Including NBA TV per NBA University. Uh, Atlanta gets 30. Uh, Atlanta gets 15, Boston gets 35, Brooklyn gets 11, Charlotte gets 4, Chicago gets 7, Cleveland gets 17, Dallas gets 28, Denver gets 30, Detroit gets 4, Golden State gets 41, Houston gets 4, Indy gets 6, uh, Los Angeles Clippers gets 22, Los Angeles Lakers gets 40, Memphis gets 19, Miami gets 24, uh, Milwaukee gets 30, Minnesota gets 10, New Orleans gets 12, New York gets 25, OKC gets 13, Orlando gets 5, Philly gets 29, Phoenix gets 37, Portland gets 6, Sacramento gets 22, uh, San Antonio gets 19, Toronto gets 3, Utah gets 9, and the Washington Wizards get 4. This is per Brett Siegel of uh, National NBA Insider Reporter for Clutch Points. So that is where we are at right now, guys. I think the Suns should have gotten more national televised games because of how special this team is. But I am not going to complain. At the least, 37 is a spectacular number. Man, oh man, guys, this is where we're at right now. And this is so, so, so good. So, guys, this is where we're at. Do not miss it. This game is going to be worth the wait. All these games are going to be worth the wait. So much hype is being built up. But this is so cool. And also, uh, preseason starts October 4th, like I was mentioning earlier. Man, guys, I'm just excited. I really, really, really am. I'm passionate right now. I'm energized. I'm stoked. Like, this is cool. And, guys... That being said, this is all I got for today's podcast episode. I just wanted to get everyone caught back up on the 23-24 NBA schedule. All of the cool little nuances that goes to all the national televised games, the Rivals Weeks, MLK Day, Election, all that stuff. All that stuff. Christmas Day. So pretty, 
pretty, pretty awesome. I'm excited. I'm stoked. I am pumped up about all of this stuff. About all of this stuff. Tomorrow, guys, we'll be talking about NBA 2K24, getting my honest reaction on it, just going for everything from the beginning to end. I am excited. I want to hear more stuff on that. Thank you guys for listening to the entire episode. I appreciate it, whether y'all are on Twitter or any other uh, podcasting platform. Truly, truly, truly do appreciate it. With that said, y'all, y'all are the best. Peace out. I'll catch y'all tomorrow.